Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows comes the best of indie podcasts. Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast, where two lifelong horror fans talk all things horror. Pour yourself your favorite drink and hang out. Here are your hosts, Josh and Jake. Hey guys, welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing... 2002's 28 Days Later, directed by Danny Boyle. An exciting zombie entry to the J Squared Horror Podcast. It is. If you guys couldn't tell, during our intro, we played something completely different than what we normally do. I would like to officially announce... That the J Squared Horror Podcast is a part of the Dark Cast Network. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. This is our official podcasting network that we are a part of. Everybody that's a part of this podcast brings something cool and exciting to podcasting. So if you guys are at all interested in hearing anything true crime or anything that those guys are doing, just look up the Dark Cast Network and you can find a plethora of of podcast and they have welcomed us up welcomed us in with open arms and we are so excited to be a part of the dark cast network yeah so thank you dark cast network for welcoming in the j squared horror podcast now before we get into this episode what would we like to let anybody new to our podcast no jake as always like and subscribe on youtube pretty 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 please you can also find us on spotify we're on there we're on apple we are as well as google we're on all this. Also on Instagram, J Squared Horror Podcast. Link tree in the bio. New episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, two lifelong horror fans would like to get together and talk all things horror. With this podcast, we would like to be the most original and most immersive horror podcast that has ever existed in the horror podcast game. In the history of mankind. In the history of mankind. We bring something that we haven't quite found yet in the horror podcasting realm, which is the ability to include ourselves and our fans into horror movies, yeah. horror themes, yeah. or just whatever the hell we're talking about. Whatever it is. On a weekly basis. We will give up hours of sleep to bring you guys what we think is great horror content yes, if you, you like what we're doing please comment along if you're very interested on in being a part of the j squared horror podcast you can go to www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com if you guys listen to our last week you'll know we do fan requested episodes courtney won last week's because she had requested us to cover a movie that we covered if anybody at all whether you're a fan whether you're a director, whether you're a producer, whether you're a writer, whether you're just an actor or actress. If you want to be a part of the J Squared Horror Podcast, go to www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com. You can easily contact us and we can put you in the queue and we can talk amongst ourselves to cover whatever you bring to the table. Yeah. We are we want to include anybody and everybody that we can. It adds a originality and also a truest to ourselves and what we want to bring to horror podcasting so if you're at all interested in being a part of this go to the website hit us up this week we decided to do 28 days later 
because we haven't really talked about a zombie movie like this, honestly, ever. We have covered zombie movies, yes. Have we covered a rage zombie movie or a virus of this extent zombie movie? Not yet. Right? Yeah, I agree. I feel like what makes this movie a little different yeah. is because they're not really zombies. They're not. In my opinion. We have never really zombies. I mean, they're just. It's in the zombie, zombie yeah. umbrella. Yeah. yeah. So they're not the usual slow walking brains zombies. They're not the George A. Romero zombie, which yeah. is it's, it's slightly heartbreaking for a guy like me that has based so much of his horror fandom yeah. and zombie fandom off of what George A. Romero created, which is Night of the Living Dead, which is the corpses being reanimated and coming back and attacking the living. Yeah. But this movie is a cool twist on that where it's a pure rage infection that infects the dead in a, in a sense that they are some fast-moving fucking things. And I think, I don't know for sure, we are not perfect in our horror knowledge, which we found <laughs> no, out we tonight <laughs> for sure. But there is, in my opinion, this kind of started the World War Z, the, you know, those really fast moving rage zombies yeah. that just are booking it at, you know, 4240 speeds. Of it should be just, the NFL. Yeah, they should be cornerbacks in the NFL. Because these guys are moving, and the the noises and the, the aggression they bring yeah. to the zombie realm of movies is scary and terrifying in itself in its own capacity. I would agree. Yeah. So this movie starts off with um, it. It's very. Now that we've lived through, <laughs> now that we've lived through a pandemic, you kind of look like I just watched this movie for this episode. Yeah. So you watch something like this and you immediately are thinking like, well, what could have happened during this pandemic? Like, what could the pandemic have actually have been? If people were all willy-nilly and just didn't care, just always in close proximities, I mean, it, it, it kind imagine of, if it was something worse than what it actually was. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we lived through a pandemic, according to our the government and the health advisors of our country. We're a part of history now. We are a part of history. Yeah. And it is interesting, now that we have been through a pandemic that lasted years and years and years. And also, this movie is very much on the side of, like, complete isolation. Yeah. That there are clips from this movie that we have witnessed as people... In reality, which before I had never realized that I had never seen a completely empty Times Square. I had never witnessed a completely empty, you know, streets and in, in cities amongst the world. Tokyo, New York, all these bustling places that were just completely empty. Yeah. This movie shows that. But when it came out in what? 2002. Yeah. This is. 17 years before the pandemic yeah so when you watch it post pandemic you're like holy fucking shit how dumb would we be as a group (laughs) of individuals in protecting ourselves against something like this now this starts off if anybody's seen the walking dead 
if you're going back and watching this movie, it starts off very similar. Guy wakes up in the hospital. Guy realizes that nobody else is there. It gives you definitely connotation of different horror movies throughout the history of horror, but it's the isolation effect. And now that we've lived through that, just off of the start of this movie and anything that you've been through personally, how do you feel like this movie did with Killian Murphy and what, what it started off as? I don't know if you were never big into The Walking Dead, so like Rick Grimes and what yeah, he went through I've doesn't matter. I've never seen The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, so personally, how did this make you feel watching it now? I feel like just the thought of being in a coma. Yeah. And waking up in a hospital. Days later, yeah. And there is no one to be found. Yeah. And you are walking the streets and there's no one anywhere. It's that I mean, that alone, the the thought of that is terrifying. I'm telling you, there's something about I, I wanna call it the isolation theory, but there's something about the idea of being completely alone in waking up from something like that that obviously is terrifying to people or they wouldn't use it in cinema. I agree. And that and with being alone and no one to answer your questions, it allows your mind to race. Because even in the and movie. You, and you make your own predictions and assumptions. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% correct on that. In this movie, he talks about getting hit by a car being a bicycle um, uh, delivery driver. Delivery driver. Yeah. And that's all he remembered. So it it shows how quickly things can turn. And this was... You at the beginning of the movie, it's like a, pe- a group of people breaking into a an ape or a, a monkey uh, testing facility, and the guy's like, "You guys might not want to do this. These monkeys are being tested by some crazy stuff." Yeah, he tells them they're infected with something, and they're like, "Nah, we want to free these monkeys." And monkeys like bet and eats her, yeah. eats the lady that's there. Please save me. And then it's like pause. Twenty eight days later, guy wakes up. So you know, being a a, a participant of this movie. That that's what's going on. Some kind of virus yeah. that they were testing caused this. And if you know, obviously, most people that would listen to our podcast lived through COVID nineteen, yeah, which was somehow created by they say bats at some point in like a Asian country that then spread amongst people. And there's another movie out there called Contagion that I think does a really good job of explaining stuff like that. But anyway. It freaks me out because I lived through COVID amongst, like, my friends and my family and never being that sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't wake up in a hospital completely alone. But it also makes me think of, like, Halloween 2 and some other horror movies throughout the history of horror that, like, that hospital aloneness and then what you get put into. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, I think that I probably would have just, like, hung out in bed. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I think, I'm uh, not sure. I would have just started walking around. Once I pulling was, stuff out of my arms. Once I left my room. Yeah. And I saw no one was around. Yeah, I'm gonna just hang out here for a little bit, just to see yeah. what's going on. Let me on. just hang tight. Maybe somebody. You know, maybe they're on lunch break. Turn the TV. Let me see what's going. On. It's like watch the news. <laughs> you know, there's no I'll, news. I'll yeah. find it. <laughs> But it's like, you know, I think that this movie does a good job of uh, not explaining, but showing how, like, you know, you might just wander around. Granted, I think the UK, this is a UK-based movie. It's, like, over an England-based movie. But it 
it's very alone and he's walking around yelling and stuff, but I'm kind of confused as to, as to why no zombie or no other people were around for such a significant amount of this movie where he is completely alone. Yeah. I think it was in order to create that alone feeling. Yeah. But also, like, throughout the rest of this movie, it doesn't necessarily add up. I feel like there are certain areas where they may not be as populated. Maybe they left and went somewhere else. Yeah. I feel like when he gets to that church. Yeah. So that scene is one of the only scenes that really sticks out in my head still. Of this movie. Of this movie, yeah. Yeah. When he goes to that church and you see all those bodies laying Hundreds. out there. Yeah. And he goes, Hello? Yeah. And then two people like, look like quickly yeah. look up in his yeah. direction. Yeah. And in that moment, because you don't know what the fuck's going on, you're going to react like he did. Like, okay, these people are looking at me. Clearly weird shit's going yeah, on. He backed up for a They're second. gonna react weirdly. And then the priest comes through and he's like, Father, like what's going on? Or, you know, what's it? and he's like <laughs> So I guess he was n- newly infected, I'm assuming. Which also like kind of just got bit by somebody. Had to have been very, very around that time period. Yeah. Like I said, twenty eight days later, from the monkey transmitting it to humans yeah. to then where we are. Yeah, which is a crazy. That's not a very long amount of time. That's only four of our episodes. That is true. That I mean, you know what I mean. Like yeah. we do an episode a week. There's typically thirty to 30, 31 days in a movie yeah. or in a month, a month yeah. and that twenty eight days yeah. is all it took it's a four episodes for it worth. to get completely like completely isolated. That is the terrifying concept. So I know I saw something where originally they wanted it to be like it affected the entire world, which they I think they mentioned. Yeah, in one of the like later scenes where it's like America. Yeah. Other parts but, of the world. But they kind of bring it down. It's okay. It's just here in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting to me because one of my favorite zombie movies of all time is, everybody say it in unison, Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead. Dead. Thank you. And it's a UK-based zombie movie. Yeah. Why are these Brits so scared of zombies? What do they know that we don't know about zombies? We'll never know. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Isn't that interesting? No, I'm look at it that yeah, way. like Shaun of the Dead's my all time favorite zombie movie across any any platform or, or TV show or anything. I feel like Shaun of the Dead did the best job of explaining start to finish zombies. Not how they started per se, but like what I personally would probably go through. I'd much podcast. rather face those zombies versus the zombies Ooh, in yeah. this movie. Shaun of the Dead zombies versus 28 Days Later zombies for fucking sure. These rage zombies are a different breed. And I think what's crazy is so you don't necessarily have to be bitten. It's, it's blood just, shared. Yeah. Yeah. Which you see later in the movie happens in so many different ways. Yeah, it's not just a bite, uh, a spit, a uh, sneeze, uh, cut, uh, anything like that. Because, yeah, like he said, later on in the movie, you definitely, it's a heartbreaking, a heart-wrenching, heartbreaking scene that that really shows you how quickly this can be transmitted. Within and, seconds. And also why the two people that saved Killian Murphy's character were the way they were. Because they're like no nonsense. Yeah. They've seen it since day one. He's yeah. been in a coma. He doesn't necessarily understand what's going on. So 
the one thing, you know, if anybody listens to our Shaun of the, we've already covered Shaun of the Dead. So if you're interested in like a more funny zombie, Josh, Jake, J squared horror episode, if you haven't seen it yet, cut back, watch the Shaun of the Dead episode. Cause we kind of describe some funny lighthearted things yeah. about zombies, but this movie kind of leads you into one of the things we mentioned in the Shaun of the Dead episode, which Killian Murphy's character is like, I don't care what you guys are saying, because he gets saved in that church scene by two people. Yeah. And those two people have been a part, what we would assume, since day one, since yeah. that 26th day yeah. of the zombie apocalypse in this yeah. movie. And they're like, yeah, no fucking rule. Like, not no rules. There are very specific rules into surviving this, and it's nobody matters. Nobody else exists. You need to take care of yourself and the people you care about, but once that is no longer a possibility, you have to kill those people immediately. Yeah. Which, go ahead. The number one rule of survival. Yes, exactly. You worry about yourself and what you can control, which seems very... Even in this movie, it seems very not, like, well-rounded or well-taken in by somebody that doesn't quite understand the extravagancy Which of this here. like, anything. Like anything. I, like, I can tell you anything. But yeah. until you experience until it. Until you see and experience it's it, it's not going to be the yeah. same. And I think that the pandemic is, it's crazy that we can now combine what we've been through in the real world. Versus zombie movies, because some people were like, I'm never going to wear a mask. And some people were like, you need to wear a specific type of mask. And other people were like, no, I don't give a fuck. There's so many different types of people that you then have to realize, like, what's going to work. And obviously, this is a super dramatized version of that. But he's like, I need to know if my family's alive or not. And they're like, your family's dead. Yeah, 100%. But they're also, he's like, I'm going to go. And it's interesting to me, and I wanted to ask you how you feel about this being, uh-huh. if it was me and you and we met somebody else, would you have partaken in this voyage? Would you have done that for that person? No. Or would you have beaten him over the head, not literally, but figuratively, that we understand what's going on and there's a 99% sh- chance your family did not make it. I feel like the difference between us and that person would be, so the last four weeks you were in a coma. You were sleeping. We were not. We've seen it all. So if your family isn't dead because they're infected, they're not they're well dead off. because of other reasons. Like self-inflicted. Yeah. Or Which worse. what it was. Yeah. Or worse. They could have been killed by, you know, people. Yeah. People are shitty. People kill people now. We're not in a zombie apocalypse. But they're... Yeah, all it takes is someone to, like, <laughs> they wake see, up. Yeah, they, they, they see they that see you... Them, they're, like, screaming at you. Yeah, they seem infected. Or it could be as simple as you have the food and the water. Yeah. You have the more safer place for me to be at that time. Yeah. And, and you're going to take them out because you don't know what they're capable yeah. of. Yeah, which is, for all we know, those two they have done that. Yep. So that's a really interesting part of this movie, being that you don't you don't know any backstories other than what they're saying. Yeah. And they do partake in this trip for him to confirm whether his parents are alive or dead. Now, I want to say he's yeah. in his tw- mid-20s. I would think so, yeah. Was, is a good guess. Early 20s is a stretch. Late 20s is a 
even more of a stretch. Because I think the later you are, the less, not this is going to sound fucked up, but the less you care about, you know, having to find your parents, I guess. Because you've kind of survived on your own already. Yeah. That's a shallow, not shallow, it's a, it's a very disingenuous thing to say, but eh, at the end of the day, that's what it would be like for most people that I've met. But they decide that this is what they're going to do. They're going to go on this trip to keep somebody that they just met safe. Now, this is where movie magic comes in. I feel like it wasn't more so to keep him safe. I do. I feel like it was more so to prove a point. Yeah, prove the so point by letting him go. We're going to make the trip with you. We know your parents aren't alive. I mean, that's a good point. So we want, we want you to see it. So you can buy into what we are telling you moving forward. It just doesn't seem that important because the support, the uh, support system you thought you have, is no longer here. We are now your support system. You have to trust us to move forward. So in order for him to fully trust them, he needs to see it for himself. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't look at it from that angle. They go, and honestly, that the trek there wasn't anything of extravagance. Yeah. Because once they got into that house, they all started to smell something. Like, yeah. Yeah. They are gone. Yeah, they're upstairs in bed. Yeah, and this isn't virus-related. This is not virus-related. This is, like we said, self-inflicted. Yeah. It was a a joint-confirmed pill suicide that they decided to go on themselves. Yes, because they thought he was dead. And they wrote him a note, stay asleep. And I thought that was a really cool thing for the movie to do. Yeah. That, like, they, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Why you would write that? Because like that person couldn't read it if you really wanted them to stay asleep. But I don't know what it's like. Yeah, that's my first thought. I don't know what it's like. Uh, you know, eighty six of myself to the point you know where my my son was in a coma and I decided that being on Earth is no longer worth it. I'm just gonna write you a. I'm note. just gonna write you a note that I hope you can yeah. never read. In my heart, I feel you'll never read. I it. I guess but. it's like that clear conscience thing where it's like. I want you to know how I was feeling in this moment. Yeah, but we're all going to be together, but not here on this hell. Yeah, that the yeah, world. But is the going. reason why you off yourself because you thought they wouldn't be around in the first place. I mean, yeah, you're 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 solid. You're solid in your theory there. Now, but he reads it. He reads it, and he gets the he gets it and stinks because it, there's it, just dead folk up it there. It does fuck him up some. But it does prove that this is not reanimated corpses. Because yeah. in any other zombie movie or any that we're used to. Like once you're dead. Once you're dead, you, you can come back. You, you will come back. Yeah. So this is now proving that it has to be that specific virus. Yeah, if you're dead, it's you're not, dead. It's not the dead coming back. It's the infected not being able to die easily. Yeah. 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 That's a very good. Exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Which is a complete different flip on the head of what zombie movies and what we're used to for the most part. Now, I haven't watched every zombie movie in the history of zombie movies, guys. And we even realized when we covered Return of the Living Dead Part 2, right? Yeah, Part 2. Part 2, that even the brain thing doesn't necessarily work in certain zombie movies. Now, this one... How, do you remember exactly how you kill the zombies? I feel like you just kill them like you would a regular person. Yeah, it's like a you kill them. Yeah, it's you not shoot them, stab them in the gut. Yeah, it's just whatever a, would kill the death. average person. Yeah, yeah, because they're not dead yet. Which adds, in my opinion, in my fan of horror movies, it takes away a little bit. How so? Because even though they're faster moving, 
and they are based off of a purely virus-related thing. It's not just like a, a made-up virus thing that we don't quite understand. This is something that is tangible and proven. So if you just know that the thing's like <laughs> running after you, just fucking kill it, it's going to die. Whereas in what we're used to zombie movies, it's got to be a brain shot. It's got to be the ultimate kill unless we're talking about Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. But you had to, like, burn those things. Which I did like because it did show you they are so human. They're very much a sick human. Yeah. So if you were to to stab them too deep, they're going to just die. Yeah. You know? They have a lot of strength coming at you, but once you are able to take them down, they're they're down. So that, yeah, you, what a beautiful choice of words you just went with. So the strength it takes to take them down. Versus the strength it takes for you to specifically hit an area of the body. That's where this movie differs from other zombie movies. Does that what make do you sense? mean? What do you mean? So, in most zombie movies, it's a brain shot. It's a head shot. Yeah. Destroy the brain, the zombie dies. In this movie, they are faster, but you can just kill them. So where what's what's scarier or what takes more skill to kill? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. In this movie, yeah, you can just hit them with a car and they're dead. That's what I'm saying. So it's or like as, what as you see later on, they can starve to death. Yeah. What would you be more scared of looking at it from our perspective? Would you want to go against a George A. Romero zombie where you have to get a brain shot? Or would you want to go against one of these rage ones where you just have to kill it? That's that's the question I was trying to get to. Rage ones, 100%. You would rather go against rage ones. Yeah, because them, you could hit them with your car. Yeah. You could chew them in the gut. And they'll just yeah. bleed out and die. Yeah. Rather than having to get a perfect headshot. Yeah. Or get close enough to the beat, the beat them in the head yeah. to kill them. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept of zombies and survival and what you think you would be more able to do. Now, the one thing that I'll say is when there's a bunch of them, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Like when it's the horde aspect. See, I don't know what you think it is because what I did notice every time is once you're out of their point of view, they just stop. They start getting distracted. They're like, yeah, we're good. Like, we'll catch them later. Because in the tunnel scene with the car... Yeah. With the daughter changing the tire. Once they get out of the tunnel, they just stop running. I hated that scene. I, I'm, oh. Why? I, once again, am amazed that this is an unscripted podcast. You guys can believe it or not. I'm telling you right now, this is a 100% unscripted podcast. We didn't know we were doing this episode tonight. But, (laughs) when you watch that scene, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy and the group go through what they went through. One person dies. Then they, the, the two others find this couple, this dad and daughter who then take them on a trip. Right? Who were the dad was great. The dad, the that both of those characters are are two of my favorite horror yeah. characters. I think the dad was my favorite Of, like, character side characters yeah. in a movie. He was so good. Or, like, not side, co-main characters. Yeah. That's a good for them but yeah they get in his taxi and he even makes the funny joke where he turns on the meter i love that (laughs) um but then they go for this drive and there's a tunnel and they're all like they stop and where we live we know what the fuck that's like i don't know if everybody listens to our podcast knows how terrifying tunnels can be 
Uh, but tunnels are a very, very freaky thing. Did the tunnel flood a couple days ago? Yeah. I mean, we've had some gnarly storms yeah. here recent. And I saw a car flip in a tunnel four cars ahead of me, yeah, you told me that. recently. It's freaky. But anyway, I digress. This movie, they're driving up to a tunnel. So all of us locals in the J Squared Horror Podcast world in our Hampton Roads area mm-hmm. know what it's like having to go through tunnels, whether it's traffic, whether it's accidents, fear, whatever. So it adds, in my opinion, a little bit more of an edginess for us because we're used to it. So they pull up to this tunnel, they stop, and Killian Murphy's character is like, let's just go around. Like, no, that's going to take us like an extra day. Which time is of the essence in this well, in this world? I feel like it's not. In the only <laughs> right. aspect of you have nowhere to go. Also, like all the time to get there. Unless you would have met Killian Murphy's characters, you wouldn't be in that situation, like Killian Murphy and the girl, because they weren't going to leave unless they had extra hands. They yeah, made that apparent. You still be in your apartment. Though. You'd still be in your apartment, so you could have went around for that extra day, but also gas and all that stuff. Also, I guess there's no way that tunnel saved you a whole day. Think about it, dude. We have there's no tunnel here that saves you 24 hours. I don't know. I take the tunnels, dude. Think about the traffic you get caught in sometimes. Well, I don't think you can get there without taking the tunnel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but but if you have to go around, that could be quite the distance. Yeah, not dude. a day though. Maybe 24 hours. Think about it, dude. I don't think so. Think about it, dude. Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel. Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. How are you getting to those parts, other parts, other than those tunnels? It wouldn't take you a day to get there. <laughs> How do we know? We've never had to do it. If you got on There's a, a reason they put tunnels. If you got on a ferry system. There are no ferries, bro. It's the apocalypse. If, if there was a ferry or a boat you could function, it wouldn't take you a day you get from point A to point B. It wouldn't. No. That's if the world is functioning as the normal world. This is not the normal world. This is the worst of the worst. So, so you're telling me right now, same situation. We get from here to Newport News. It will take you 24 hours, you think? Maybe. No, I don't think so. I think it takes many tunnels. Unless you swam there. Think about it. Which you probably would make it anyway. I work in Portsmouth. Okay. The only two ways I can make it to work is the midtown or the downtown. See that? There's other ways to Portsmouth besides tunnels. You can take that scary bridge. Yeah. That thing's scary, dude. Yeah, you can take that. So get to Portsmouth. What if it's all blocked up? Well, honestly, in that aspect... With the invader of the infection going on, you can probably just walk it. It wouldn't take a day. Yeah. Maybe an hour at the most. But then again, we don't know what area of the UK they're in. It could have ne- like actually been a day. There's no other way to get there. Yeah, I guess that's... We just don't know, I guess. But they decide that they are going to go through the tunnel, which isn't the worst idea. Sure. You have multiple people. You can get out of a sticky situation. Also, you need to utilize the use of headlights and flashlights more. But they go, and he does this amazing off-roading on top of a pile of cars. He does. Which is the longest pile of cars, I think, in the existence of horror movies 
that is drivable. Well, yeah, freaking, yeah. If it's a, a month. But of, how did they all get piled up in there? It's a month. All those people just drove in there and crashed and was like, oh. Yeah, because they went through that tunnel not knowing cars were in there anyway. Yeah, but they did too. They did crash into it. But imagine if you were going through a tunnel. I do. And Every day maybe work. you're 30 seconds, 45 seconds into it. It's just a line of cars there. Bro, I saw. And especially with your theory, you're not going to throw it in reverse and try to figure out a different way. Reverse it, Terry. <laughs> but I also saw a car flip in the tunnel two weeks ago. People, people, four cars in front of me. People who were not infected, yeah. And we didn't pile up to the fucking ceiling. We stopped. Yeah, we waited. You guys weren't in a panic being chased by something else either. I mean, they're all trying to get to work. It was kind of panicky. That's not the same. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just trying to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but they drive over this thing, this pile of cars, and it's going surprisingly well. Everybody's kind of laughing. A little too well. That's how I exactly. knew something was going yeah, to happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, woo, ha, ha, we're fucking off right now for some Too good of a time. And then he like gets to the other side and it's like, and you're like, oh, that sounds like a flat tire. And they go full NASCAR pit stop on this motherfucker. Yeah, they do. But then they realize they made a little too much noise. But also, where did these zombies come from? Because they just drove from that same area over those cars. Or they were on the other side. No, they were on the side that they just came from. Because they run across the cars. That's right, because they ran through the exact same path. Exact same path. Noise. Noise. Yeah, That's that's your immediate thought process. Yeah, because earlier on, (laughs) when he he goes into the church, when he first walks in, no one reacts to anything. It means open and close a couple doors. That kind of confuses me It takes him saying hello. But it's loud. A loud enough noise. Hello. For them to react. Hello. And then he's like. Yeah. Then they, they, then you get the wait. Did you hear that? And you're like, oh shit! He's like, change the tire. And I, I love their use of shadows in this movie. Very good. It's yeah. not you're not just seeing the zombies right at you the whole time. You're seeing shadow play on the tunnel walls, yeah, which is a shadow very good. Makes it scare. seems like they're like right there. Yeah, because you you hear them. You see them, but they're still kind of a distance yeah, away. They're far enough away. But you're like, uh, and then the movie did a good job of da, 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 yeah. like distance noises. I mean, the the movie was mixed and sounded very well. Yeah, visually, eh, it was terrible. It was a very bad looking movie. And I thought, um, is this just how I'm watching it? What you it's watch? Not. I watched. I rented it on Prime. I did too. Yeah, I don't think it was Prime 4K. That's for yeah, damn. It just didn't look good. I mean, it's from 2000 and what? Two? Two. Yeah, that's that's 21 yeah. We've watched years ago. From the 80s that movie that is old enough to drink. And it's UK-based. Yeah. So that's a completely different entity. Shaun of the Day came out four years later. Oh, that's interesting. Shaun of the Dead did come out after that. That's crazy. Yeah. But... Uh, then you got the whole fear of like these, you know, you're in a tunnel and these, these raid zombies are running after you. And that's when you realize their speed is just crazy. You'd kind of seen it a couple times with the stairwell and stuff that we saw, which we didn't mention yet, but, um, yeah, when, when they get to the father and daughter and you see the time it took for them to get up there. Yeah. 
Then you see, are moving. Then you see right after, then you're just flying up there. Right on them. And they're also able to cover distances because they are like somewhat corpse, like corpse-esque. They don't like feel tired, I don't think. But they, they that scene's intense. And it's really, it's only intense in the fear buildup. Like nothing really happens. I agree. Yeah. Which is good. Because you didn't need anything to happen in that moment. You needed that height and then that drop. Because that's what this movie is completely anticipated as. Highs and lows. Yeah. Highs and lows until you get into the crazier part of the movie. So you get the you know the survivalistic instinct and they're driving for a while because they're looking for this. They heard on the radio this place that they could all go for salvation and safety and the cure. Which if anybody heard that there's any form of a cure, that's where you're going to go to regardless of what you believe or not. Because it proves it in this movie because even the two people that weren't that interested in going ended up going to that place. Because you realize... It's worth a shot. Yeah, they tell you this. It's always cure. worth a shot. You're gonna try. You're gonna try. Then you get this uh, road trip part, which is fine. As I've seen this movie a few times, I don't know, how how many times have you seen this before this? One, three. So for me, I hadn't seen this movie in probably almost twenty years. Oh no. I watched this very movie. Long time I watched this movie last October. I remember, like in high school, watching this movie. Dude, I watched this during my my uh, Halloween movie month, October. Well, I'm not the biggest zombie fan, so I am. So yeah. it's one of those ones that I would put on rotation. Yeah. that I would try to reach out because I like Killian Murphy, and I think his career has grown into a point where some people will go back and watch a movie like this to try to see what he's come from. Because I feel like this is one of his bigger first movies. From what uh, I know, I would think so. And well. for us Americans, at least, sure, it might have been his Killian Murphy. For all we you know, know, for all we know, as American-based um, fans, yeah, it's the first one. And so you get this grocery shopping scene, which is it's cool. You get a gas station scene, which Killian Murphy kills a kid, which comes in later with that same system of just saying hello. Yeah, the hello system, but also why wander around system? Like, mm, there was no point in you being yeah, in there. I probably would love so. If, if we were in that situation. Yeah, me and you. And we had this third person with us. Yeah. And he's wandering around trying to, I guess, do what the fuck he's doing. Would you wait for him? No. I would either. Not a chance, dude. I'm not waiting for you, dude. Yeah, the second you're no longer visible for more than like two minutes, okay. Yeah, especially when I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm going to assume you're gone. I'm assuming you made your choice. Yeah. Also, you're not that important to me. But also the girl thought he was hot, I guess, because you find out later that they're trying to get some hanky-panky and on. But yeah, I wouldn't have waited. I don't care about randoms. That's just because I have a plethora of zombie knowledge and random people always equal bad news. But which is kind of in essence what she was saying to him up front. Up front, but yeah. she then counter it contradicts herself by falling for him. Yeah. But thirty, she gave it like ten to thirty seconds or something like that, and she gave him plenty more time multiple times. But anyway, I digress. She said in a heartbeat. A heartbeat, yeah, which came up I think two or three more times in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you get the uh. They, he goes in there, kills some time for no reason, kills the kid, and then comes out. But it adds to his character arc later. 
when you meet what who they meet later. But they finally get to the destination they were looking for, and nothing is there. It's desolate as fuck. There's Humvees, there's trucks, there's military vehicles everywhere, but nobody to be found. And then they're like looking around, and this is what you were bringing up earlier. So how? What do you think about that? The bird, the dad, all of that. The corpse. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most is this could have been avoided if they would have spoke up and said they were there. Yeah. Because his frustrations would made him kick that gate. Yeah. And that blood to drop into his eye. Yep. But it also shows you too how long it actually takes seconds for it to overtake you. Because it hits his eye. I guess he knows immediately and knows blood. Yeah, you know. he knew because of how he was dressed in the apartment. Yeah. He had a full riot yeah. gear on. Once the blood hits you, you're infected. Yeah, his daughter comes over and he's like, told his go, daughter, go, go, You know, that fact that he loved her. Yeah. Just keep away from him. And the fact that he started getting closer, he pushed her away. Yeah. Which is probably about 10 seconds. Yeah. And then you see him. quick. You see a certain... Him immediately, right, right starts like standing off to the yeah. side, starts jerking his stuff, makes those noise, you know, those Bobby Boucher noises. Yeah. But the fact that they were there the entire time, just say something. You know, they're not infected because they're speaking. You can hear them talking to once. You find out why later, bud. Yeah, and it's not fun to talk about. So once the movie hit that point, which I was. I hadn't seen in a long time. wasn't I, I guess, completely fully forgot about familiar that with. I was like, "All right, well, I'm it." I don't want to say it took me out of the movie. It definitely puts guys like us to the side of it. But it it makes sense. Yeah, that that was the approach they took. Yeah, because yeah, I think you know if the less male characters, yeah, the better. Your yeah. odds are way better. Yeah, to get what you want. Also, in the fact that if this is the end of the world. You do want to try to reproduce it some kind of way. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a proper way to go about it or not, but it's, I'm not saying it is. This isn't. movie does it yeah. in a somewhat okay manner. Yeah, because you don't actually see anything. Yeah, and plus it's it's just heavily implied. At that point, I feel like it's a realistic thought. It's been a month. It's been a month, and you're now like they have a system that that would actually potentially yeah. save the world. And I'm not saying that, <laughs> that doing that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Don't it's, ever it's misconstrue us because it's not. But we are 100,000% against that. I'm just seeing But in, in, in that the connotation of a 2002 zombie flick, it wasn't handled in a very bad way. It wasn't handled unrealistically. Very good point. It wasn't, it wasn't them going yeah. out, and that was their sole purpose. Yeah, they weren't just hunting down women. Yeah, we're just going to try to bring them to us, and maybe someone can really won't. Yeah. Yeah, it just so happened two did, and one was, you know, younger than the other one. Yeah, and also, that guy, that dad character, he's a dad, A, so you have to kind of get him out of the picture because yeah. he's going to be the most emotionally involved. But they didn't have to do anything other than let fate decide who stays and who goes. Which kind of sucked. But you get into this, I know it's taken us a while to get to this point, but this movie's kind of tricky to cover because it's such a, it's a very slow-paced movie. Um, and it's not very comical. It's not very anything that we're used, you know, we've been covering here lately, but, um, the, you know, uh, the, the main general guy 
is um he he is the actor is very big over there in the UK. I think he's a uh, what is that uh that doctor with the purple telephone booth? Doctor Who? He's a Doctor Who. Okay. He's is a he? Doctor Who. He okay. is for sure a Doctor Who that did a pretty good run. I'm pretty sure is Doctor Who. Nice. Because that's what I that's what I recognized him as, and I was like, because I recognize his voice on the radio. I'm I I, I, I really? very much pick up on voices. Okay. And when I heard the voice come through, you have what Doctor like, Who? I watched that guy. That guy. Okay. I, it's like fucking 48 seasons. It's been around since the fucking 70s. Yeah. And there's different Doctor Who's and different Tetrises. I think that's what the telephone booth is called. Isn't it called a Tetris or something like that? I, I've never watched Doctor Who. You know, whatever. I thought Tetris is a video game. It is, but I think that's what the name of the phone booth is. Okay. I digress. Um, He is a Doctor Who, and he's one of the longer-running ones. Okay. He looked very familiar. He might he might be in Goosebumps, too. I'm not sure. But anyway. Yeah, that was cool at Trivia. Right? Oh, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was, it was interesting because I was like, oh, fucking UK. That's like creme de la creme fucking actor right there yeah and he might have been after that i don't know what years he played as doctor who he might not even been doctor who when this came out (laughs) i don't know but i'm watching it in 2023 so i picked up on it he's a phenomenal actor and like the acting in this movie is superb i everybody in this movie does a good job it's only like i think if you were to count 10 characters main characters but main characters there's four yeah maybe six once he gets around but he kind of he kind of gives up his 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 plan pretty quickly. It's not it's it's not like if if that was my plan, I'm killing Killian Murphy. Yeah, like I'm not gonna tell him and be like, "You cool with this?" Because bro? you know he's in the way. Like you cool with this, bud? Like you? Yeah, you, know? you can't risk. I promise him my guys, women, hoping he'll convert. Yeah, I promise my guys, women, and you've been protecting these women. Yeah. That just doesn't add up. Yeah. I feel like that was a big, not a plot hole, but a a missing plot device in this movie. And there's got to be a reason he felt like he could tell that character. I don't know why. He felt he was weak. He he did come across very weak. Yeah. And he was like, I killed a kid. He's like, I can tell you. Uh, yeah, the right. one thing you've killed in this entire process is a yeah. child. Because he asked him. I know. He was baiting him. Yeah. Yeah. And he once he admitted he killed a kid, he's like, well, here's yeah. my master plan. Yeah. And he's like, that's not cool. And then. You know, it goes into the Killian Murphy rage fest. Whoa. That, from the moment they tell what's going on to the end of this movie is a clusterfuck of fuckery. Because so many people churn and and his plan somehow works, but the girls are also not knowing what's going on. It's very stressful. And it's crazy that after they tell him the plan, that the next, there's probably like 30 minutes left in it. Yeah. But that next 20 is probably my least favorite part of the movie. What? The whole process? Yeah, the next 20 minutes after that. The fighting? Yeah. All the stuff going on in the yeah. house and outside yeah. of that? So now, just doing like the reasoning behind it. It's just a, yeah, it's just a zombie movie at that point. Yeah. It's not, it's not even a good zombie movie at that point. Yeah, but the last... I'll say 10 to 15 minutes. So once it gets to the point where he releases a soldier they have, who's an infected. When he runs back to the house to survive, to save the girls, turns those couple of the worst guards, worst army guys against them. Yeah. It gets pretty interesting because it's back to being personal. 
and also a cluster fuck of like actual human emotion. Yeah. Being in it. Whereas some of that interim was just like a survival, but also like a very walking dead esque where it's like, it doesn't necessarily make sense how far you got, how quick you got like that kind of shit. I don't really like, but once, like you said, once Killian comes back, he's like in the rafters and shit. And then like gets the guy that you see that he's trying to starve that zombie See how long it takes, how long it'll take for them to survive this apocalypse based on no food. It's a solid plan. So what made me, what I thought was interesting with the one thing they had chained up is he had still human elements to him. And he was like looking. To the fact that he was like looking at him and like held his hands up. Yep. And the second he started to walk toward, he lunged at him again. Yeah. It's almost as if the mind is kind of like fighting it. It's still there almost. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, I don't know if it varies because it was a trapped zombie. I don't know. But it is just a virus. So there's nothing to say what they can or can't do. Yeah. It's not. We can't put normal zombie rules in this movie. Where he says infected knows, well, I'm chained up. So in order for me to get out of this, I got to get either someone close enough to me Uh or get unchained from this. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he releases them and releases hell in that that whole place. Oh yeah, and then you get the uh, I don't know how does this movie end. He Killian goes fucking Rambo. I do remember that. Yeah, and he uses his thumbs to squeeze dudes yeah. eyes out. Yeah, it's very uh, Halloween chills. And then they get in the car and the. Uh, General shoots him. Oh, shoots him in the tummy. Yeah. Yeah. But the daughter gets in the car and drives it. Throws it in reverse. The chained up infected guy pulls him out. Oh, through the back of the yeah. car. Yeah. Kills him. And, and they drive off into happiness. Yeah, they leave. And then this, you know, they're making signs for. Where do they go? Do we know? They're, I don't know. They just got like a farmhouse, I guess. Yeah. Like it a look, lakeside farmhouse. Like a farmhouse, yeah. To make the hello. Oh, the help. Or yeah. hello. I think yeah. it's supposed to say help. Yeah. I didn't finish it in time. They make the sign and, you know, that's it. It is kind of interesting, though, that Killian wakes up at the beginning of this movie, then wakes up at the end of this movie. But at the end of this movie, he's, like, very aware. I don't. I think it was supposed to be, like, if we don't know exactly how long he was out. I think, well, no, because it did say again oh, it said 28, 28 days, days later. later. Yeah. yeah. So now we're like two months in. Two months in. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow the military fixed itself in another 28 days. Yeah. (laughs) I like how long it took you to get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I was thinking. Well, I guess. Yeah. Like now it makes sense that the planes are. But when Killian is laying down at one point, he's, he's seeing a plane fly over, which I still to this moment don't know what the fuck that was about. He sees the, like, what people call chemtrails almost, but the across well, the sky. When as you playing. can tell from the way they bring out the last letter, it wasn't their first time seeing the plane. No, they by. had clearly seen somebody fly near there. Yeah. But he had seen, he the, had seen it way to back. To the fact that where they could time it out almost. Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. 
Yeah, that's it. That's the whole movie. So you know that Killian, the girl that he met, and the daughter survived this far. Wasn't well, she in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yep. That's what I thought. I feel like that is her. She's the one that played in the third one, I do believe. I think she's familiar. Second or third one. Yeah, she's a main character, too. She's a very yeah, good actress. Yeah. All right, buddy. So on a scale from 1 to 10, what would you rate 28 Days Later? On a scale from 1 to 10, 28 Days Later is a 6.5 for me. Wow. That's a pretty good score. Yeah. Above average. You loved it. <laughs> but just enough. To keep it under a seven. Yeah. How about you? I'll go to six. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I have seen this movie more than you because I've obviously spent more time on zombie movies. Yeah. Um, I've dedicated a big chunk of my horror fandom towards zombie movies. And being that one of our main things that we talk about a lot is does it stand the test of time? And as much as I was able to compare and contrast to like COVID, Come on, that's there's really no comparison. <laughs> I'm re, I'm I'm grasping at straws here. Yeah, but it it kind of was a tough watch for me. It was kind of it was very not very well paced, in my opinion. You haven't seen it in so long. I feel like that if you hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, I watched it through and felt it was fine. For yeah, as far as pace goes. Yeah, if you haven't seen it in a while, I feel like the pace would be okay. If you have seen it within the last couple of years, it might be tough. Let us know what you guys think. We love to hear your guys' feedback. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it, it it was it was a slow it was a slow burn for me, and even when it got epic, it was still a slow burn for me. Okay. So it's it can't be any higher than that. Um, a solid zombie film. I wish I would see more bites, more zombies, not as much story. I don't really care for the story all the time. But sometimes these UK-based movies like this are going to give you more story. Yeah. That's why Shaun of the Dead's so high for me. Such a great movie. It is a good movie. It's a great movie. Especially a UK zombie film. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the episode on that. I would like to take a second to let you guys know that the reason me and Jake might come across as slightly sleepy or slightly tired this episode, is we uh, got to participate in uh, Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Horror Trivia Night at Keegan's tonight. And it was it was an absolute blast. It was. Um, so we were we were up there. Um, the first time we went, we won. We were fucking gung-ho and super excited, and we, we fucking killed it. We got humbled quite a bit this time. It was 2010's Horror Trivia, and uh, me and Jake realized we uh, aren't perfect. <laughs> as close as we are every round uh round one 17 and a half points round two 19 round three 19 out of 20 out of 20 per round yeah. uh pretty phenomenal fucking scores if you ask me uh we still did not place uh first place uh so big shout out to those guys uh toxic coffin was a part of it uh horror flicks and guitar picks was a podcast a part of that they're great if you guys want to listen to them they do horror movie content, and they also interview musicians, directors. Uh, what are they called? People that do music? Composers uh, in different horror movies. The guys are super great. They've been super fun. They've been super supportive of us. So if anybody out there wants to listen to their podcast, horror flicks and guitar picks, or if you want to check out some amazing merchandise that they do, Toxic Toxic Coffin, you can go to their website, check out their merchandise. It's amazing. Those guys are super cool. Big shout-out to those guys for putting on amazing trivia. We've done our own trivia, so it is a lot of fun to be able to participate, yeah. enjoy, 
drink a couple drinks, watch people enjoy horror. There are a bunch of people out there tonight. It was really cool to see. I mean, it's fucking June. So anytime there's a big horror turnout in the summertime, is always exciting for us horror fans out there. Uh, so big shout out to those guys. Thank you guys so much for being so cool to us. Uh, as always, big shout out to our main supporter, Jeff Balance, who does our design work. Lucky Riggs, who does our intro and our outro music. Trademark Printing, who does our printing needs when we need them. A big shout out to Jake for being the world's greatest co-host I could possibly ask for. Thank you. Thank you for finding out this episode for us. It is uh, after one o'clock in the morning. So it is latest shit for us old guys. So I appreciate you sitting <laughs> here. I appreciate you sitting here and doing this episode with me, bud. Um, we have no idea what we're covering this week. We weren't even sure we we're gonna get next week. We weren't even sure what we we're gonna do this week. So if you guys just hang tight, I'm sure we'll come out with some cool stuff. The fourth of July is next recording episode yeah we're gonna try our best to do an episode for you guys if we don't you obviously can understand why but we do appreciate all of our fans um like i said earlier www.jsquaredhorrorpodcast.com if you guys are interested in putting in an episode if you put in an episode before the fourth of july maybe we can do your episode yeah just saying give us some ideas guys it gets a little tricky sometimes yeah um yeah be helpful it would be it would be extremely helpful uh comment along comment down below uh, what you guys feel about 28 Days Later, if you guys like the movie, if you guys like our episode on it, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, all those things that we're on. Um, if you go to our Spotify, we actually put out Q&As. If you guys are at all interested in playing along on those. You just should be. You should. Um, I know a lot of our fan base is on listening only, so that would be super cool. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys always for listening to the J Squared Horror Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Jake. This is the J Squared Horror Podcast. You guys have a great weekend. Remember... It's hip to be squared.